Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution. 
Got a big show today, kids. Uh, we've got Graham Allen on here. Um, who, look, if you don't know who Graham Allen is, you're one of about five people left in America who doesn't. Um, one of the biggest, fuck, social media stars on the planet. Graham Allen has two million followers on Facebook. Uh, and he specializes in rants. Just sitting in his car, ranting his ass off. Chances are you've had to have seen at least one of his videos pop up in your feed. You press play and you said to yourself, fucking A. I, I agree with everything that guy says. Uh, shit. How do I follow him? And then boom, you, go, you went to Graham Allen official, clicked it, and then uh, you're a lifer after that. I'm, I, I became a lifer after watching his, uh, his, his car rants. And uh, I decided to myself, why can't we get this guy on the show? Why can't we get him to rant on Ross Patterson Revolution? Find out a little bo- bit more about him and his background. Um, so after, after the sponsors, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a jangle. I'm going to give him a call and uh, try, try to get uh, Graham Allen on the horn. Uh, but first, we got some sponsors to pay for this whole shindig to be on the air. First and foremost, boom, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Um, look, kids, you've been seeing me wear these, these hoodies a lot. Uh, it's, it is fucking frigid down here. And these hoodies have been saving my life. Uh, all I'm going to say to Black Rifle is you should probably start making some more colors. People are starting to question whether or not, like, I actually wash these. Turns out I just own, like, 10 of these. That's, that's the fucking case. Um, Black Rifle Coffee, though, is a premium roast-to-order coffee company. They're out of Salt Lake City. They're not rebaggers. They're making that shit in-house, son. Uh, I'm a big fan of their K-Cups. I get their K-Cups delivered. They've got a subscription of the month club. I, uh, I like the Just Black, and I like the Caffeinated as Look, um, delightful, delightful, and their their apparel is is easily the most comfortable apparel that uh, that that you'll slide into. Uh, so go to blackriflecoffee.com, use the promo code Revolution for twenty percent off, and sign up for the club. The the coffee really is cheaper. You can get K cups, you can get bags. Uh, it, it's it's about four bucks cheaper than like Costco. So yeah, you're saving yourself some time, and they just deliver it to your house. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com, type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we've got StraightRazors.com. I want to highlight their shampoo and conditioner now. Um, this is new, and it's become my new favorites because not only are they making razors, but they're also making every product you need as a man. Uh, they got shampoos, they got conditioners, they got beard oils, mustache waxes. Their cologne is ranked number one in the world. Their aftershave is ranked number one in the world, and it's called Smolder. Use that shit every day. Uh, and the straight razors are amazing. If you're looking to get like a gift for for somebody classy uh, in your life, uh, go to straightrazors.com. Get them a kit, um, or, or just try the aftershave. And tell me if I'm lying that it's not the best aftershave in the world. Go to straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Last but not least, talking about Strikeforce Energy. Uh, Strikeforceenergy.com. These, these little guys, these little, these little tasty tiny tin pouches here come in this box. Box is like $9.95. There's 10 of them in there. It's 99 cents a piece. You're not paying $3 for a monster anymore. This goes into every liquid available, so you can just fucking, boom, pop it open, squirt it into whatever drink you got, and be on your motherfucking way. They got four flavors. They got original. They got orange. They got lemon. They got Make America Grape Again, and uh, they ship everywhere in the entire world. They also have a subscription of the month club, which is fucking awesome, and I highly recommend it. Um, 
Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com, type in the promo code REVOLUTION, get 20% off. Just try a box. The grape is my, my new favorite. Um, I'm hooked to the grape. I drink this shit all the time. I also have a subscription to it. Again, StrikeForceEnergy.com, type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Uh, and with that... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug my book because the sequel's coming out this summer. I'm talking about At Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed, the first ever romance novel for dudes. Jables isn't here today, but you can you can bet your sweet, sweet mouth she would have given it a nay. Uh, that would have been worthy of, a, 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 of an Oscar. Or some kind of voiceover Oscar. I don't know what that is. Uh, funniest book ever written. Uh, go to Amazon.com and buy that shit. Um, or it, it, it's available in bookers or stores everywhere, but it's uh, sold out a lot. So, uh, And if I'm, I'm tongue-twisting my words, it's because it's fucking freezing down here in North Carolina. But let's try to heat up this show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get uh, Graham Allen on the horn here. Let me give him a, a jangle. going on graham allen how are you buddy i'm good brother how about yourself man i'm i am right as rain my man (laughs) good man i i appreciate you being on ross patterson revolution today hey i appreciate you having me hell yeah man look i before before uh, i called you i was kind of giving a a background uh, on you to the audience and you're one of the most entertaining guys on social media to me Oh, really? Well, uh, we got to find you some new people to look at on social media. I, I don't think we do. I, I think we I think we just need more of you is, is what yeah. I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, myself kind of kind of like everybody else who's discovered you. I mean, you're you're just a you've just crested two million followers on Facebook. Uh, I was inter- I was introduced to you by your epic car rants. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I think I think most people, not everybody knows who Graham Allen is, but but a lot of people have at least seen uh, a rant from the truck here these days. So, yeah, yeah, and it's funny you say that because that's exactly what I said at the top of. Um, I, I would imagine everybody on Facebook has probably at least once watched one of your videos and said, "Man, I fucking agree with everything that guy is saying." I wonder if this is just a one-off, and it, it, it's not. Like you do a, a ton of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's starting to it's starting to get up there for sure. I, I didn't realize how many how many we had gotten to until uh, I, I had a uh, a meet and greet down in Savannah, Georgia, about a month ago. And uh, you know, normally when I meet people, I ask, you know, what's your favorite rant? Well, uh, a lot of people are having a lot of problems <laughs> coming up with an answer these days. Because the, the, there's just so many of them now, you know. Before, yeah, there's a ton. You know, yeah, yeah, and so, uh, so, so, it, yeah, it, it's turned into this thing for sure. So let me let, let's start from the beginning. Where where are you from originally? I am from a large metropolitan area uh, called Caledonia, Mississippi, with one blinking red light. Wow! Wow! Good. <laughs> Good old Caledonia. One, yeah, Caledonia, Sea Town. I've not. I, yeah, Sea yeah, Town. It's 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 really bustling. I heard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's the population? Is it under fingers and toes? Like, can you count? Can you count it? Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it. I think it's. I don't think it's technically enough people to be called a town. I think it's still like you know like a civilization. I think. Uh, I graduated. I graduated from the high school. Uh, we graduated eighty-five people. So you know, so so it's it's pretty small. 
Wow. Wow. Um, so you, you, you graduate high school. Did you go to college after that? I did not. I joined the military straight out of, uh, straight out of high school. Straight out of high school, you, you joined the military. Now, was that a decision when you were younger that, that you were like, hey, this is something I was always going to do? Or was this a high school decision where I just want to get the fuck out of this small town? It was a uh, – my buddy w- had wanted to do it our entire lives. And uh, it came time to him to go up to the recruiting office, and he was nervous and wanted me to go with him. And so I went with him, and the next thing I know, I'm on a bus to boot camp. I don't really know what happened. <laughs> wow. You, did you have any interest or, like, specialized field? Like, hey, I want to be Marines. I want to be Army. I want to be Navy. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I, I went through the whole process not even thinking that I was going to even make it through there. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like I was on the bus thinking, you know, hey, I'm here, but I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't believe in myself a lot back back in those days. And so I kind of just took it all kind of like a day at a time. So sure. I didn't even expect to make it through boot camp, much less do it for 12 years. So, Wow, 12 years. What did you end up in? Uh, what, what branch of military? Oh, Army. So, Army. So, so okay. I joined the Army, and then, yeah, uh, my last duty assignment is what brought me here to South Carolina. So I got put on a uh, recruiting duty, my last duty assignment. So, uh, yeah, so I, I got here in South Carolina, and, uh, yeah, I was bored in recruiting duty, so I started making some videos, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are, you, are you still in the military? Are you out now? I am out. So uh, December 1st of last year, I got out. Oh, I, right on. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. How, how was it? Did you enjoy your time in? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, for, for me, it was, I really enjoyed the first, the first six years. Uh, and uh, the last six years, it's not that I hated it. It just, uh, I never really, I never really anticipated doing it for forever. Sure. And uh, anyway, you know, I got married. Uh, we ended up having kids. And so I, I stayed in longer than I really ever really wanted to. And anyway, but no, no. Overall, I, I look back on my military uh, career fondly. No, no, that's great because uh, it's hit and miss for some people. Some people were like, ah, I wanted to get out of there. Some people were like, man, I, I wish I could have stayed longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a special kind of person that goes to full 20. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've noticed every, everybody who gets out says the same thing where they're like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know who the people that can go the full 20 are. I, that, that was me. I, I would just, Oh God, I had another, I had another freaking, uh, Eight years I had to do, and I just I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. it. There was so there was no thought whatsoever of like, dude, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna grit this last eight out. No, no, none whatsoever. <laughs> uh, it, for for me, I had been looking for. I knew I was burnt out, right? And so you know, I was at E six, E seven was around the corner, uh, and, and I just you know that there was a part I, I just I didn't want to do it anymore, and so I knew that that I wasn't going to be a very good soldier anymore because I was just, I was, I was, I was done with it. You know, I was right. over it. And so in my opinion, uh, a big problem with the military these days is people that should have gotten out a long time ago didn't and are now in you know leadership roles and things. And it just, it just makes everything worse in my opinion. So I wasn't going to be 
that person. That pissed and, off uh, guy who's taking it out on everybody else? Yeah, yeah, that pissed off guy and, you know, uh, wife left because you've been in there for forever. And, you know, yeah. and, all <laughs> and uh, anyway, I just wasn't going to do it. And so uh, I knew that I wanted to get out. I just had absolutely no freaking clue what I was going to do. Uh, because yeah, like I said, I, I didn't go to college, you know, I mean, I, I military was all I knew. And so, sure. So, so y- you get out, um, what's that transition like of, all right, I'm, I'm out of something I've been doing for the last 12 years of my life. Um, I, obviously through your videos, uh, was entertainment part of your plan of like, I, I think I'm going to give this a try. Uh, well, uh, I will say that, uh, there are a lot of guys that struggle really bad, you know, going into civilian life and things. Um, I got very lucky. And so for me, um, I started hitting this social media thing about three or four months before I decided to get out. And so it, it got to a point where, you know, I was trying to decide if I wanted to pull the trigger on getting out, had no idea what I was going to do. But this social media thing was starting to take off and I had started figuring out, you know, hey, you know, I might be able to make some money doing this. Um, and and it was kind of one of those gut check moments, you know, and that was an interesting conversation between me and my wife, too, by the way. Oh, was, I'm sure uh, I, that, was, that was going to be my next question, because I look, we've, yeah. all, we've all had that conversation with our wives of like, hey, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do this thing in entertainment. What? You're, so you're going to make videos and you think that's going to take care of your, of your family? Is that? Oh, that, yeah. yeah, exactly. It, it, it went just like that. I, I think I introduced it kind of like, hey, babe, you know, uh, you know, the whole guaranteed paycheck and health insurance and, you know, and <laughs> retirement, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm done with all that. I'm going to go make videos in my car for a living. <laughs> uh, and, and so, uh, as you can probably imagine, the, the initial response was kind of a, uh, a oh, concern. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can, I can see the look in her eyes. I don't even know what your wife looks like. I can already see the look in her eyes of disappointment and like, what the fuck are you doing? She was, she, she was terrified. And, 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 you know, looking back now, I get it. I mean, I really do. I get it. And and, and so she was mortified uh, about, you know, what the crap are we going to do? You know, how are you going to make money doing all this kind of stuff? And, and anyway, so so like I said, I got lucky. That was November 1st. I decided that I was going to I was going to get out. And that's the, that's what I was going to do. I was going to get out. That was on November the 1st, November the 8th. The election happened of, of President Trump, mm-hmm. and November 9th, I dropped the what we all want to say about the presidential election video, and that still to this day is my biggest video I've ever done, and and it just it changed it changed everything. Uh, I mean, it absolutely changed everything. How and, ma- how many millions of views did that get? Uh, I don't know where we're at in views now. I will say that I know that it reached. 97 million people. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those foundational changing videos on Facebook, you know, for, for, for a page. Sure. Anyway. Oh, abso- so absolutely. It jumped, it jumped the light count like 500,000 in a week. And, and so, man, uh, yeah, I got lucky. I mean, I really did. I, I, I'm not above saying the truth of what happened. The truth is I got very lucky. And, uh, um, well, well, look with a lot of, 
social media, um, there's a lot of great content out there that isn't being seen because people don't have the fans or whatever. There is an element of luck to all of this social media wise because you still need people to, to watch it, share it, like it, especially for somebody who's unknown. Very much, yeah, very true. Yeah, so uh, you know when that drops. So, how long have you had the Facebook page? Where where did you start at before uh, that video dropped? How many how many likes did you have on your on your Facebook page? So the 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 the, the daily rant or the ranting thing actually started on Instagram. So so it never even really was on Facebook originally. Gotcha. So so what happened was. Um, I, I, I got almost run off the road by an old woman one day. And so I made this little video, you know, back when Instagram was 15 seconds, I made this little video about people who can't drive. And, um, and in it, I did that little, that little, ah, that little high pitch thing that I do. Right. And at the time, uh, it got like 12 comments. And all this other kind of stuff. So, so, so back then I was like, Hey, <laughs> you know, this is a good video. Yeah. 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 And so, so I started doing, I started doing that. So Instagram, you know, every day I was doing, and that's why the daily rant thing kind of started because every day I was doing some kind of little 15 second little something. And, um, anyway, so August of 2016, uh, Instagram had gone up to a minute by this point, And so the, the rants had started becoming kind of what people are used to now. Right. And I made a minute long rant and it was what we all want to say to fitness people on Instagram. And somebody wrote and they said, Hey man, you know, these are really funny. You should put these on Facebook because Facebook that has the ability to share. And, and I'd been doing this for like a year on Instagram and I thought, you know, that's a good idea. I never thought about that. And so August 1st, I created the Facebook page and then August 10th, I shared, uh, the video from Instagram and it was my first viral video. And so, wow. so the page has only been around about a year, a year and a half now. That's that, that, that is complete insanity to me. Um, because it, it is just so hard to uh, amass that amount of followers, um man yeah well we've been i mean i've been i've been i don't understand it to be honest with you i tell people all the time i don't know why people watch this stuff <laughs> well I, I i do actually um because i think it's there, there look there's a lot of political opinions on facebook um either written in words or shared by articles but there's nobody speaking into camera articulating what everybody else is feeling um so i think me personally, this is this is my my feeling on on you in particular and your channel is that everybody goes to watch you to 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 see someone else say the the things that they're thinking, but don't maybe are too scared to have the voice to come out and say. Well, uh, maybe maybe so, and, and and you know that's what people tell me all the time is 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 a very similar thing. One of the biggest things that people say when they meet me is you know that they all just say just keep going. You know, they keep, keep, keep doing what yeah. you got. Like, that's what everybody says all the time. It's not, Hey, you're hilarious. Or, Hey, we think that it's just, just keep going. And, and so I've kind of used that as kind of my, my motivation, uh, through this whole thing, because man, I, I still have no freaking clue what I'm doing to a certain extent. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of playing it all and learning as I go, man. Sure. 
Sure. So uh, uh, let me ask you this. Um, I would imagine there's a certain element of blowback and hatred, like in the comment section when you make videos like this. Oh yeah. Um, and how do you how do you deal with that? That to me, that's always the biggest. Uh, that's always the biggest thing when anybody's social media, myself included, with my videos and stuff like that. When you get super hate, hate, hateful comments, how you deal with that? How, how do you deal with that? Well, there's certain there's certain topics that are obviously more heated than others. Um, anything to do with Colin Kaepernick, I automatically get death threats on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, I will say that when it first started, it used to bother me a lot. Um, but then I just kind of figured out that that's just you know that's just part of it, and and. and I figured out the more people are talking, the more people are seeing it kind of thing, you know? And so it's kind of, kind of a double-edged sword, you know, the more people that are seeing it and are angry at you means the more people are seeing it in general. And so, um, you know, uh, yeah, some people get really, uh, really crude, really mean, really dark. Uh, I, I you know, I have kids and so I, I have a daughter and unfortunately my daughter, is targeted more than anyone else, uh, sadly enough. And, and so, you know, yeah, yeah. Do you get messages about your kids? Cause I, I've gotten, oh, yeah. I've gotten those as well. And it's like, man, it, th- those ones are hard. Those ones are real hard. Yeah. It's tough, man. And, and so, you know, the biggest thing is for me, I don't really understand, uh, you know, no matter how much someone disagrees, how you can put you know, a child into it. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I have people threaten, uh, my daughter and all that kind of stuff, but that's unfortunately just part of it. Yeah. I, I, uh, those are the only comments that bother me is, is, is ones about my kid. Um, I, those are tough to, to swallow. I was watching, uh, Jamie Foxx on Joe Rogan a little bit back and, his biggest thing was don't read the comments. Just never read the comments. Um, I, I'm not one who cannot read the comments. I, I'm assuming you're not either then. Uh, well, sometimes sometimes it gets uh, a little to where I can't. Um, you know, it depends on the video. You know, some video has more shares. Some videos have more comments. Uh, some, sometimes I might like my phone literally won't let me read all the comments. Right. Right. Um, but, 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 but yeah, I mean, there, there's a certain amount of you, you can't, you can't pay attention to what some people say because you'll crawl into a corner and just stay there. Uh, if you, if you do. So yeah, it's pretty hateful stuff sometimes. Sure. Sure. So let's run down some of your, some of your hits here. Uh, is Kaepernick the one you take the biggest hit for? Kaepernick's a big one. Um, anything that even remotely seems like a, a racial conversation. And what I mean by that is even if I, which I do, I go on camera and say that, you know, racism is horrible in every facet of any type of the imaginations you could possibly imagine. Right. Right. I'm still a white guy that has no idea what I'm talking about, and therefore people are upset about it, you know? And um, and, and so anything in that regard, um, anything um, anything super controversial, you know, transgender, anything, anything black or white, anything Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, people, ugh, anything yeah, I, about look, Colin look, Kaepernick is this huge, this huge 
huge debate. <laughs> yeah, we we share the same hatred for Colin Kaepernick. Um, by the way, and, and I, I look, I get I get the same blowback as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and so you know, and and it's my opinion. Uh, it's how I feel about it. And so, yeah, there's just certain topics that people can't have actual discussions of how they feel. Um, they just get upset. So a, a great person once said to me, you know, people can't argue truth with anything but emotion. And so if people are getting emotional and, yep. and mean and hateful, well, then that kind of lets you know what side of the fence you're on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and what, what about what about your Trump videos? Uh, Trump. Well, what I do is, you know, obviously I, I voted for Donald Trump and, and, and things like that. And I tell people that all the time. And, and so, um, I'm also very open and I tell people, do I think that Donald Trump was the absolute best candidate we could have ever had? No, I don't believe that because I don't believe anybody is the absolute best candidate ever. Uh, however, uh, I wasn't voting for Hillary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and so I, I always tell people, you know, instead of getting upset about Trump and Hillary, ask yourself, why were they the only ones? <laughs> you know, yeah. why were they the only ones to vote for? And so, but what I do is I try my best to not be so one-sided in what I say. I, I feel like a lot of times what I say, I leave a lot of things open for individual interpretations. Right. So instead of just saying, oh, I love Trump and, you know, I, I love reading Trump's Twitter account, you know, <laughs> I just let I just let people I let people do the thinking and do the saying for me. You know, OK, uh, if that's what you think that I said, sure, go for it. That's not you know, that's not really what I said. But yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I, I look, I'm in the same camp with you because uh, I voted for Trump. I, I don't shy away from it. Um, some people you know, refuse to talk about it uh, publicly. Um, which is which is crazy to me, but I, I, I'm with you. Where I I always try to f- figure out who the best candidate is. Um, you know, I look. I voted Democrat in the past. I voted Republican in the past. I try to I try to sit down and look at the best people. And, and I'm with you on this one. Like I'm not saying Trump was the greatest candidate of all time, but I, he was better than Hillary. So that's yeah, who I, that's exactly. that's who I voted for. It was it was as simple as that. Um, how do you think he's doing right now in office? Um, I think, you know, my, my personal opinion is I think that he's what that he's what we need right this second. And and, and what I mean by that is, you know, you, you can't you can't take away the fact of jobs that he's creating. You know, you can't take away the fact of the Dow and all this stuff being up. I mean, you, you, you just can't like like the left side of the media will will want to take away from the facts, you know, and, and, and the stock market and all these things that have improved immensely since he has taken office. Uh, because they just don't like him. And so, you know, I think that he's what we needed. I think that the economy needed to improve. I think that American jobs needed to improve. I think that other countries looking at America and what America is prepared to do to either defend itself or get your country to shut your mouth, you know, what, what one of the two, I mean, that's my personal opinion. I would much rather have someone who might not always make the right decision but at least they're enough of a leader to make a decision. Sure. If that makes sense. And, and so I guess that's the military in me is I would much rather have somebody that, uh, yeah, can, can, is actually capable of making a decision and then sticking by the decision and then going for it. Same. And, you know, making, if you're trying to make huge changes in the country itself, it's going to be unpopular. 
And I, I look, I've told my listeners this for, for a long time now. You're not going to be able to truly tell how great or terrible a president is for at least another 15 years. Uh-huh. Um, you're, you're just not. And as we're going through it now, like he's one year in on the job. To me, uh, like I, I'm with you. He's done a fantastic job with the economy. The market's through the roof. Um, this is the lowest unemployment level for African-Americans since 1970. Exactly. I don't know what I don't know how much there is to hate other than uh, like me personally, like because I'm not saying he's, he's perfect either. I, I wish he would not tweet as much. Um, and, and some, <laughs> yeah. so, like some of the ridiculous shit of, of tweeting and, um, you know, I, where I'm just like, man, I, you would probably go on to be a legend if you just didn't tweet so much, just don't give them, you know, the ammunition with this stupid shit and care about ratings and things like that. Um, right. uh, that, that, that my, that's my biggest takeaway so far of, of him as a president, <laughs> like everything he's doing job wise, um, I approve. Uh, like as far as being a you know a, a commander in chief on the job, the decisions he's making, uh, great. Uh, I think this country needed them. Um, if you take the Twitter out of the equation, it, it makes a big you know probably more people would like him. Right? No, no, I I, I agree with you. I, it's just simply I've said it in my videos a couple times. A lot of people don't so much have a problem with what Donald Trump says. They just don't like it because Donald Trump's the one that said it. Right. Right. And so anyway, so, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of where I sit in that whole, that whole fence right there. Yeah. And, uh, I, like, I, look, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, as far as the, the Colin Kaepernick thing, I had, uh, Kyle Turley on my show last week. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, NFL saints, uh, legend. Yep. And, uh, we got, I got into the Kaepernick thing with him and I was surprised by his response. He was all for Kaepernick and the, the his whole stance and, and everything that was going on, and I was shocked by that from a player perspective, I guess, um, because to me, you know, it, it, look, he's whether you like it or not, he's killing the ratings, um, and right. all all of this shit is has gone, you know, I, I think total they're off sixteen percent this year ratings wise. The NFL is, and oh yeah. people are pulling sponsorships. Uh, the freaking CEO, I mean, it's causing problems. For everyone, the, the the CEO for Papa John's, I mean, the, the actual the Papa is stepping down from the CEO position because, I mean, he basically said that the NFL's, you know, NFL uh, anthem protests are killing sales, which is killing their numbers, which yep. is killing the amount of money he's doing for sponsorships. So it's pissing him off and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, and people are backlashing him now for saying such a thing. And so, yeah, it's affected so many things in a negative yeah. way. And, but, you know, no one wants to talk about that. And no one's ever, ever, ever said that Colin Kaepernick doesn't have the right to do what he did. And no one's ever, ever said that an estimated 1.3 million veterans have lost their lives for him to be able to do that. No right. one's ever no one has ever questioned that. Everyone has simply said, is what you're doing the most respective way that you could get your point across and not slap those 1.3 million veterans that have only lost their lives, not to mention the millions of other veterans who have fought for your freedom to do that, is what you're doing the, the, the right way. And so, you know, a year and a half now since it originally happened, where are we now? Are we better? 
<clears throat> than we were before you started taking that stand? Or are we, in fact, now more divided because of that stance? Whether your original point was to bring to light uh, uh, the, the mistreatment of minorities by police, right? That, that's what the original intent was sure. of, the, of the protest. Well, there comes a point as an adult where you have to say, okay, maybe that was the right the, the, the right message, uh, the wrong way to do it. Because what has happened is a vast majority of America views what you do to be disrespectful to our veterans, and to our flag, and to our country. So they can't even focus on what it is you're actually saying you're trying to talk about. So as an adult, you have to be able to say, okay, maybe I went about that the wrong way. Maybe I need to do it a different way. And, and but 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 we can't do that because everyone's feelings matter. And, you know, nobody's nobody's wrong or right anymore. Everybody just has to be tolerant of everybody else. So, yeah, yeah, because I, I look at it from a fan perspective. Um, and this this was my point from the from, from the get go is, look, the, the average NFL ticket is about one hundred and fifty dollars, somewhere anywhere from one hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars. Let's say you take a family of four to that. Uh, you get food. Obviously, beers are ninety eight dollars now. Um, you, know, you can't walk out of a, an, an NFL game with, with a family of, uh, of four for, for under six, seven hundred dollars. I don't want to show up and pay six or seven hundred dollars and watch something political on the sidelines. What I'm paying for is entertainment. Um, and that's an escapism escape from my real life. Um, so I can just go and watch a game with my, with my wife and my kids, uh, enjoy it and not have to think about politics or any other bullshit that's going on in the world. When you show up for something like that, or if I turn on the TV and watch something like that, I'm immediately turned off where it's like, motherfucker, I'm paying good, good money for this, either Mm -hmm. going to the game or watching it on cable. Either way, I'm paying money for this. If if this is your stance and your social stance on on everything that's going on in the world, take the day off. Take Sunday off. Have all the NFL players go up to the White House. I'm sure Mr. Trump would sit down and talk with you, talk with you about it, and uh, and get your feelings on it. That would make a bigger impact to me than than kneeling during a fucking game. Right? No, no, no. I agree with you. I, I, it, it goes along the lines of and and you know naturally I'm biased because I was in the military as long as I was. You know, not all military members agree on political stances and things like that. In fact, we might be one of the most divided groups, period. Um, but when you're in the uniform, you it doesn't matter what your stance is politically or anything like that. When you're wearing the uniform, you don't get to do those kind of things, period. Right. You, you don't. You don't get to do that because you're wearing the uniform of the organization in which you belong to. Well, same thing should be applied to uh nfl players you know when you've got your nfl uniform on you don't get to put your own personal political views on display you want to have press conferences and things like that afterwards fine do that but when you're in the uniform of the company that pays your salary that writes you a check you are subjected to the rules and regulations of that company that pays you and writes your check. Yes. It's no different. It's no different than, than police officers. Police officers are not allowed in a lot of departments to post on social medias in uniforms, period. Is it your God-given right to be able to use your Facebook page however you want to? Yeah, technically. But if you want to work for that police department, guess what you're not going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same, same same principle. I mean, it is. It is. It is the most basic. Same principle for everyone. 
but because these are these are these are NFL athletes, they just do whatever they want, and nobody does anything about it. Yeah, it's great. I, but I think people are doing something about it. You know, they're they're stop. Half the stadiums are empty. That's um, true. The, the the ratings aren't there anymore. Sponsors are pulling out, and uh, overall, as this continues along, this is going to impact player salaries because then yes. you're, they're going to pay them less because um, you're yeah. not bringing in the same revenue you used to. So it's it's impacting them in a negative way. And to me, the message seems muddy, and uh, there's no clear cut um, path of like resistance for them. Like they're they're. You know, a couple people are kneeling. Some people are waiting in the locker room. It's all disjointed on every single team. There isn't a unified front from every single team. And I don't think that helps their cause either. Right. No, I agree with you. So, uh, you know, I, I'll i be real curious to see how the next few years go. In particular, next year, if they implement a rule on kneeling, um, which is I heard is what the owners want in the offseason. So... We'll see how that all shakes out. Um, well, 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 that's another thing. I mean, just what you said. That's what the owners want. So at the end of the day, the players play for the team, which is owned by the owners. So whoever owns it, it's kind of like my house, my rules, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, as long as you live under this house that I pay for, you will do what I say. You know, if you want to go out and buy your own house and all of a sudden you can do whatever you want to do. Same principle. I mean, I think people overcomplicate it, in my opinion. You know, some people are like, well, you know, that's a that's a that's such a you know a vast simplization of what's really going on. No, it's not. No, it's not. You just refuse to look at some things in the most simplest of forms. And sometimes that's the best way to look at stuff. You know, simplicity says if you work for this place, you wear their uniform, they pay your salary, you do what they say. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and that's that's every job in America. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm a Hollywood guy, and it's like, you know, if, if I had an actor come and kneel on set when I was directing a scene, I'd tell him to get the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's my set. It's my job. I hired you. You know how to act and, and what to expect coming there. And if you don't want to fucking play ball, great. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Um, exactly. And I don't I don't see how that's different than any other job in America. And everybody, every athlete says, oh, this is my platform and I'm going to use this platform how I want. No, somebody gave you that platform. Somebody's yeah. pay, paying you to do a fucking job that you, you only have a platform because somebody's paying you to be there. And that's your job. Um, yeah. Just being famous isn't a isn't a good enough platform for me when you still have a job to do at the end of the day. Now, if you're a musician and you're writing and singing your own tracks and all that other shit. Yeah, you, absolutely. You have the right to do it. If you're working for somebody else, to me, you don't have that fucking right. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's just that's my my personal opinion on it. Well, well yeah, it, it's any any business agreements or deals that I do with companies that I work with. One of the clauses in the contract is, hey, if you do something publicly that this company doesn't stand for, this company doesn't represent, guess what happens? Yeah, you're you're, you're well, fired. You're fucking yeah, fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're fired. Well, we don't have a we no longer have a business relationship anymore. And I mean, I mean that's just that's just business 101 is what that yeah. is. And so anyway, when you take somebody else's money, all this, my rights and my this and my that, they don't go away. Like people can't treat you like garbage and all this other kind of stuff. But but your right to, to say or do whatever you want, as long as you continue to accept that money, 
it does. It does go away in some capacities. No, you took that money. So that is you saying, I agree to do what you tell me to do so I can continue to take this money. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, but I mean, that's just, that's just where we're at, man. It is. It is. Uh, I want, I want to move on to, to something else I, I saw on your, your, your Facebook page here about Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Um, <laughs> why don't you share with the audience y- your feelings on Oprah possibly running for president? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if it, if it does happen. Um, I, yeah, know, I, I had it at 70, 30 was, was my guess because simply for the fact of, Right now, there is no Democratic candidates um, for 2020 that are exciting, that, that could generate a, a, a base that could beat Trump, in my opinion. Um, right. They've thrown out Kamala Harris uh, privately behind the scenes. They're testing her out donor-wise in California to see how, how, would, she, how would she do. Uh, Joe Biden's been thrown around, which is, you know, fuck. You're still taking the Democrat Party back another 10 years. And then Bernie Sanders is the only other one I've heard of. But the Democrats hate Bernie Sanders and they don't like socialism. So if they didn't let him uh, win against Hillary, I don't think they're going to let him try to win in 2020. Uh, and I, I, I think you might be down to Oprah at that point. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> I think that it's going to depend on how how much she wants to answer to so many things that are out there about Oprah already that haven't even been dug up because she's a presidential candidate. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, there's so many things online about Oprah right now. Uh, well, first and foremost, I, you talk, you look at the Harvey Weinstein stuff. I mean, I mean, you know, let's just go ahead and start this off with a bang right now. Why not? Why not? Fire away. Yeah. So, okay. Um, she basically was Harvey Weinstein's like girlfriend for a long time. Like, like, like everywhere Harvey Weinstein was, Oprah was right there. She was on his arm. She was kissing him. They were laughing. They were hanging out together. She introduced him to a lot of the women that have come out saying that he took advantage and sexually assaulted and blah, 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 blah. In my opinion, there is no way that if you are that good of acquaintances or friends with somebody, that you don't know something is going on and you don't know that something about that person is off and you don't know that, that, that something bad is going on. And that's just how I truly feel about it. it, it it's like uh, Cat Williams said it in a video he did one time. If for 20 years people say, I think that dude's smoking crack. Well, guess what? That dude's probably smoking crack because people don't say <laughs> that kind of stuff for 20 straight years and then just you don't just wake up one day and say you know what i'm gonna be a a rapist today you know that that's not what that's not that's not what happens sure that's something that you have had inside of you for a very 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 long time (laughs) and 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 there's just that she knew i don't care what she says she knew and that's just how i feel about it and so um so there's one. You've got the video of her talking about old white men just needing to die because of racism and things like that. And I don't think anyone's negating 
that Oprah had a a tough coming up, as it were, and all this stuff, and, and the you know the prejudice and things like that she had to go against. No one, no one's, no one's arguing that, but but that is still her mindset to this day, and and that's not a unity mindset. That's not a positive mindset in which to operate anything. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I think that it's just asking for a lot of trouble. And then from the Democratic side, these are the same people that said a millionaire television person is not qualified to be president. <laughs> right, now, right. now they're screaming for Oprah to come out, <laughs> to come out and do something. So I, it, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah. Oprah, Oprah Hanks is what they were screaming out at the Golden Globes. Um, I, let me ask you this. Do you think she would win if, if she went up against him? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it depends. It, it depends on where we're at when that time comes, you know? So, yeah. Cause I, look, I, I, you know, I talked about this a few weeks back when, when the golden globes thing happened and I had said, look, I, I don't know too many people in America that hate Oprah. Um, you know, it, it's just not, it's one person that nobody's, uh, black or white has said, ah, I hate Oprah. Um, I, I, you just, you never hear that. And if, and if it, because if it becomes a popularity contest now for president of the United States, I, I would say she, she might have a pretty good shot at it. Um, I, I think that what's going to happen to her is a very similar thing to happen to Donald Trump. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> there were, there were so many people, it, it used to be very cool to know Donald Trump, right? right? Like, I mean, that was the cool thing to do. Hey, I'm friends with Donald Trump, or or I've got money like Donald Trump does, or me and Donald Trump hang out, et cetera, et cetera. That used to be the, the cool thing and all this other kind of stuff until Donald Trump decided to run for president, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you're right. Um, before Trump ran for president and became president, everybody liked Trump. Like there wasn't, uh, you know, it was like, oh shit, there's Donald Trump. Art of the deal. You're fired. The apprentice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, man, he's hilarious, dude. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you 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 become you become president, and here's what happens: uh, automatically, fifty percent of the population hates you. Um, you know, in in Trump's case, he he was a, a person who loved being loved by the public. Then, you know, he gets into office and he's automatically hated by 50 percent of the people. And I think if Oprah doesn't run, I think it's probably for the same reason um, that of, of what's going on with Trump, w w with what she's able to see now from her, from a television star getting in there who is so beloved. I think you if she's watching Trump now, she's she's probably saying to herself, Jesus Christ, I get into office and half the country is going to hate me no matter what, just because I have different beliefs. Um, and I don't know if she's ready for something like that. Uh, I think she yeah. would rather go down as a beloved figure rather than, uh, you know, doing something and making unpopular decisions like Trump is making now. Um, because again, let's face it, half the population is going to disagree with what you do, no matter what, just day one taking that job. Um, and it's a tough one, but I don't know who they're going to be left with in 2020. So uh, it's going to get real interesting because, look, the primaries are going to start next year. Yeah. And they don't have anybody right now. So and with the, you know, the, the job that Trump is doing, whether you like him or not, uh, you like his Twitter or not or, and, and all of that shit, there is no denying what he's doing for the economy and what he's doing for the country. So 
he's he's going to make himself a pretty formidable candidate, and uh, I wonder who they're going to throw out to him um, coming up. Because look, you're you're a year away, um, well, you know, one year away. Uh, right. Since you make videos on the internet, what's uh, what are your feelings on on that Logan Paul situation that's been going on? Uh, so um, because you're you're a guy who posts re- regularly. Uh, you know, not as often as Logan Paul. Obviously, he's he's doing it every single day. Um, right. What What are your feelings on that? You know, being a a public personality online, who's who's you know essentially doing vlogs, the same as him. I think I think that it's just more proof to the point that that there's such a disconnect these days between social media and real world and, and just things that you do and things that you don't do. Right. And, and so so I, I've said this many times. What I do and what other people like me, you know, it is it is kind of our job, essentially, to take things that are trending and to make videos about them. Right. I mean, I mean, that's what that's what we do. I mean, that's, sure. the, that's the whole point. However, there are certain circumstances where where you've just got to choose to just sit there and not go after the views and not go after the reach and things like that, because it's just disrespectful to do it right right so um it would be like me that there was a uh there was a marine corps plane that crashed a couple months ago over mississippi and things like that it would be like me choosing to do a video about that because i know that that's a trending topic and it'll get a lot of views right well right. in my mind I'm not going to do that because I find that disrespectful and and truly taking advantage of a situation. There's a difference between being opportunistic and taking advantage. And that's just me. You know, that, that's my personal opinion. So so there have been a lot of things that are trending that I haven't done videos about just simply because I don't want people to think that I don't care. Um and so, yeah, so uh, as far as the Logan Paul thing goes, I just I don't know how you see a dead body hanging in the woods and think, oh, I need to continue to film that. And, and another thing that people don't realize, it wasn't like just a straight feed. So not only did they record it, they had multiple camera angles, multiple cutaways. So they sat down and then and edited it. Yeah, yeah, they the edited it. Yeah. And then decided to do it. So 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 it's not like he was there. And he decided to do a live feed really quick and then go from there. Like, even then, I'd be like, man, that's still pretty dumb. But I can equate that to a true lapse of judgment. Okay, you were there. You saw it. You went live real quick and then didn't think about it until after the live feed went on. Okay, you took it down. I I could. At that point, I could say, all right, the dude's 22 years old. He just wasn't thinking. It was truly a lapse of judgment. But that's not what happened. What happened was he had a whole film crew there, multiple camera angles, multiple shots. I mean, they have boom mics and stuff following them around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then they sat down in the editing room, edited it, put it all together, and not one time did they think, I wonder if we should, I wonder if we should post this or not. (laughs) You know, I, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and so, so that's why, that's why I don't have any sympathy towards it because it wasn't a, you know, a momentary lapse in judgment. It was a continuous, multiple decisions where they had plenty of time to think about it, plenty of time to process it, and then they still chose to do it. And the other sad part is that video got 
600, 700,000 likes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Before anybody had any real kind of issue with it. In fact, it wasn't until the video started circulating outside of Logan Paul's core audience for people listening that don't understand how this works. When you post something initially, your core audience is the one that sees it first. And they're the ones that share it first. And that's what gets it out to the people that don't necessarily follow your page to see it, et cetera. So Logan Paul's core audience, which is 98% children, saw the video, liked the video, thought it was awesome, yeah. and helped it trend before any adults really saw it and said, whoa, wait a minute, that is messed up, you know, kind of thing. So to me, that's that's the even scarier thing. And then there's been videos of Logan Paul supporters who are, again, children, not only defending Logan Paul, but there was this one kid who said that the deceased person in the video should feel honored that he was in Logan Paul's video and that that kid would do the same thing if it meant he could be in Logan Paul's video. <laughs> it's Logan it's, it's Paul, crazy. If Logan Paul is any kind of a decent person at all, he should see those responses from children and realize that he is doing something wrong because 90% of your audience is children. And that's the kind of brainwashed garbage that's coming out of their mouth is that they would think about committing, excuse me, they would think about taking their life by means of suicide. If it meant they could be in one of your videos, that's a problem. And as big of an audience as Logan Paul has, you have a responsibility to tackle that issue. I mean, you just do. Whether you ask for it or not, too bad, buddy. I mean, you've got 16 million across every platform. You're, you're like 45 million strong. You've got a responsibility. And you need to suck it up and be a man and deal with your responsibility. Yeah, I look the the, the backlash that, that he's going through right now is is completely just in my opinion, and it's completely uh, just, completely. I I, I saw that 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 Google is going to take his ability to to monetize the videos away now. So uh, yeah, he's 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 fucked. I think. Well, I mean, as far as YouTube goes, I think he's in some serious trouble. But but he has. I, I'm not. I'm not a cold hearted monster, right? He has an opportunity to become a better person through this. Yeah, right. I, I 100% agree. I mean, you know, and so the truth of the matter is Logan Paul is 22 years old. He's legally an adult. I mean, in every capacity of the sense. However, I think most of us in our 30s will look back and say when we were 22, uh, we weren't as grown as we thought we were. And so he has an opportunity to come out of this. You're, I mean, he's going to take a huge monetary hit, and rightfully so. I mean, he jumped from one million in revenue to twelve point five million in revenue in a year. Yep. Uh, so he's going to take a huge hit this next come around because of his actions. But he has the potential to learn from this and actually do something good. I can't say there's a single thing about Logan Paul's videos that I would say my children benefit from watching that. You know, <laughs> right, right. And, and, and that's what I hope happens to Logan Paul out of all this is that he grows up and realizes that he has a much bigger responsibility than to just make money. 
Yeah, I, you know, time will tell. Um, I, I thought I thought his apology was pretty genuine, um, uh, and I and I'm oh, with yeah. you. I, yeah, I'm, I'm got, with you. I, I think people well. deserve you know a second chance, and he'll have a chance to redeem himself. Will he? Uh, we'll find out. Um, but we'll see. Um, let, let me ask you: What are your feelings on the the Me Too movement? That it seems like every single day somebody new is popping up, uh, celebrity wise here. Um, I think that Ben Shapiro said it best that I think that you have to take everyone seriously, Mm -hmm. uh, but you also have to vet it appropriately, right? Because to say that, 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 to say that men don't take advantage of women is a dumb thing to say. To say that women don't falsely accuse men is also a dumb thing to say. And so, uh, yeah, you, you don't come back from a rape claim. I mean, you just no, don't. you don't. You don't. Even even if you're proven that it didn't happen, you don't come back from that 100 percent the same way. Even if you're one million percent innocent, you you just don't. You don't come back from that. Um, and so I think that as far as Hollywood goes, I think that it finally one good thing about social media is social media has kind of leveled the playing field a little bit to where these Hollywood elite people that, that have, that have, t- you've heard, you're a Hollywood guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. Heard the same stories I have that, you know, people had to do what they had to do to get parts and all this. Other. I mean, I've heard stories my whole life. I've never been in Hollywood ever, 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 but I've heard, you know, the it, casting it, stories. Oh, and all there's, there's a million of them. It's, it's part of the culture and it, and it has been for years and years. And, you know, I, I can tell you with, with the Meryl Streep's and the Oprah's and, and all of that shit, they, they, they knew everybody knew. I, I knew. And I, like, I, I wasn't friends with Harvey Weinstein. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 I wasn't like an A-list celebrity. Um, and, and I knew everybody knew all of these stories about these people that are coming out Everyone knew. And to say they didn't is a crock of shit. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, man, I'm a realist, right? And, and that's how I that's how I view everything in the most blunt sense of it all, right? So do I do I hope and truly pray that every man who has taken advantage of a woman in any kind of way sexually against their will, all of the above, I hope they become somebody's girlfriend in prison. I do. I do. I, I truly, I truly hope that. However, on the flip side, I think that it, you know, and I know I'm going to catch some flack for this because I'm not a woman, but 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 I've had some conversations with some other uh, female social media friends of mine, and, and and so I'm repeating what they say here. So, uh, you know, th- th- there's a certain amount of adult common sense responsibility that comes along with some things as well, right? So. If a man invites you up to his hotel room, they're not inviting you up to the hotel room to have coffee with you. Ever. That's not that's not why that invitation was there. Is there anything wrong with with inviting someone to your hotel room for sex? No, there's nothing wrong with offering that option towards somebody. Right. Right. Uh, what's wrong is when people would say. No, I'm not coming up to your hotel room. And you then you, against their will, drag them to your hotel room. That's wrong. So as adults, we have to say, if I don't want to be in that situation, then I don't need to even even start going down that road in the first place. Sure, right? sure. It, it's kind of like it, it would be like me uh, walking down a back alley of Detroit 
by myself. Right. You, you, you're asking, asking for, for trouble. Bad. You know, I, I just am. No one deserves to be mugged in a back alley. But if you if you openly put yourself in that situation, you, you, you are. You're, it's like drinking and driving. Yes. If you drink and you get in the, the driver's seat of the car, you're asking for a bad situation to happen. And I know a lot of people get 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 bad, get get upset about that narrative of saying you're asking for things. I'm not saying that women that dress provocatively are asking to be sexualist. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is as adults, there are just certain things, certain paths and certain roads that you don't even remotely go down if you don't want to deal with what could possibly happen in that situation. I mean, it's just the way it is. Married men and women don't need to be, don't need to be alone with attractive men and women because people are people and chemicals take over and hormones are hormones. And you just don't put yourself in those situations. Same, same thing. I, you know, in, in, in my opinion. So that, but that's me. Yeah. I, look, we, we share the same belief on this one because it's, you know, goddamn well, what's going to happen if, if somebody invites you up to their hotel room, yeah. um, there, there is no other way around it. It's, it's, there's not a twister mat set up in the room. Uh, no dude just, just invites women up as friends, uh, just yeah. to come and hang out in the hotel room. Like that never happens. Um, on the flip side of this, Hollywood wise, uh, there, there's also been a lot of cases where women use their sexuality to get roles. Um, yeah. and, and that's happened a lot. Like, I, I, you know, I discussed this on a previous episode where, um, I've had actresses come in without underwear on. Uh, you know, spread their legs during auditions, meetings, things like that. Um, so, uh, look, that goes on as well. Um, and that's not talked about too often. Um, but, but yes, taking yourself out of those situations um, probably would have been your best bet from the get-go. Uh, again, not saying anyone deserved this, um, but you, you, you should have a, a good sense of what's going to happen when a, when a man invites you up to his hotel room. So, no, yeah, it, it, exactly. And so, um, and, and that's all I'm saying is it, it, it comes along the same lines of I, I do, man. I go simplistic on a lot of things because that's just how I operate. So, so, uh, you know, kids doing drugs, okay? Uh, what can, what can you do from a most basic standpoint? to not even have those kids in that situation to be tempted to use drugs in the first place, right? So so you remove even the possibility of the option of something like that to happen. If you are, are on a date with someone that you've met for the first time or this is a first date or something, don't go into situations where you're isolated. Be in, be in public restaurants, uh, take a cab, don't take their car individually. I mean, you know, I mean, there, there's so many things that can be done to to eliminate and then vice versa for the men, for the men. OK, let's let's throw the gauntlet that way. Men, don't put yourself in situations to where you can be falsely accused for such things. Right. You know, right. You know but for, for the good guys out there that are being falsely accused, because like I said, if you don't think that that's happening, you're not paying attention either. And so, you know, guys, realize that 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 threat is out there as well. And don't put yourself in that situation either, because if it comes down to your word versus theirs, the dude loses every time. And that's just the way it is. And so, you know, uh, somebody had a conversation the other day. Do, do you think that the hashtag Me Too movement 
is having a negative effect on good men that are actually trying to find women and treat them the right way and things like that. And and I I think that 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 they may be onto something there because there's so many ways for guys to just get in trouble now. Yeah. You know, it, it used to be, man, it used to be you played the game. It's Saturday night, you're going to the bar, you're drinking, you're buying girls drinks, you're trying, man, you're trying. Yeah. You know, and and now to try is apparently this bad thing. Yeah, and you know, I, I can say it has definitely changed uh the work culture too. Um, you know, I'm I'm with a big Hollywood agency and all that stuff. And and after all the uh, this the the Me Too uh people have have come forward, um I, I see men and women interacting with each other in a completely different way now. Um just simply out of fear of I, I don't you know, I, I don't want to be one of those people or I don't want to be, you know, confused with one of those people. And uh, I think it's going to change not only the work environment, but it's it, you're right. I think it's going to change how men and women interact, you know, going out on dates and and, uh, you know, trying to find somebody. Um, yeah, it's it, it really it really is a hard line, you know, because um, every day there's somebody else. Uh, that, that that's coming forward and somebody else is getting publicly accused, whether it's it's wrong or right. The, you know, the most recent one is that Aziz Ansari one. And, uh, you know, I look, I read the article and it sounded like a bad sexual encounter and a, and a bad date. But in no way did it seem like rape or he forced her to do anything. Oh, this is the Aziz Ansari thing you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I just read that the other day, too. And I talked to my wife about it. So my wife is a social worker and all this stuff. So, you know, they have they have countless hours of instruction and study in, you know, in, in, in sexual assault and all that stuff. And so, you know, I talked to her and I said, babe, you know, being, being a guy, I mean, I've been married to my wife for 10 years now. And, um, you know, I said, okay, explain a nonverbal cue to me, but, you know, explain that to me, like, like, like what, what from the social work standpoint is a nonverbal cue? Right. Right. Because because that's what the girl in the article says, is that he ignored her nonverbal cues. Yes. So from a from a LMISW or whatever it is, a master's in social work woman, a nonverbal cue is not like 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 rolling your eyes or something like that. That's not what it is. A nonverbal cue is actually like pushing away or trying to get away or or closing your legs and not wanting to open them those are nonverbal cues right sure not not i want you to read my mind kind of stuff and you just didn't read my mind kind of things so you you understand <laughs> what i'm saying like yeah. a nonverbal cue is still a very obvious sign <laughs> you know i mean i mean it is yeah you, you know what the best nonverbal cue is leaving just getting yeah, up and just, fucking just leaving get up and leave because it, exactly and then if they try to stop you that's when you like grab a knife and start swinging at a mother i mean you know yeah that's yeah what yeah, yeah. And, and and so so yeah uh, the, the article i read i think she i think she nailed it when she said the truth of what really happened to you is you had bad sex and anyone that is an adult and had more than one partner in their life or one sexual partner will tell you we've all had some bad sexual encounters, uh, but that doesn't mean that somebody 
raped you or sexually assaulted you. Yeah. You know? and, and so, yeah, I, I agree, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, look, man, shit, I could, I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Um, this has been a blast. Uh, let me ask you, what's next for Graham Allen? What are you doing? Uh, more videos? I, I heard a rumor you might be doing some TV. Is that true? Yeah, so uh, you know, I can't say the network just yet because contracts have not been signed. However, I will say that the next thing for me is we're taking the daily rants and we are we are turning it into a TV show. So here very soon, uh, we're going to have a TV show that goes along with everything that we've been doing. And so that's the big thing there. Um, and yeah, so that's the big thing. Uh, I just released a new video today of a new segment that I'm doing called America, Your Week in Review. So uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that people will like that as well. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, hanging out in Vegas, man. Shot show shot show. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to be in person here very, very, very soon. Very, very, very soon, man. But look, man, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a blast. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I love the show. Uh, hey man, I, I appreciate it. Um, big, big fan of you, uh, on not only online, but as a person. And, uh, I think we need more people out there like you. Uh, I can't wait to meet you in person, uh, next week in shot show. Follow Graham Allen on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Do you have Twitter? Uh, I do have Twitter. It's Graham Allen across the board. So just, uh, yeah, it should find me. Awesome, man. Hey, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Hey man. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye Graham. All right, bye. What a fucking awesome dude. Uh, God, nice as can be. Didn't swear, I noticed, either. D- didn't swear. I'm, maybe I'm the bad person. Uh, maybe I'm the, I'm the sh- shitty person who's swearing all the time. Uh, Graham Allen is, is one of the most entertaining people uh, on social media uh, and soon to be on a television near you. If you haven't watched his videos or his rants, uh, please go to Facebook and Instagram and and check them out. You'll find yourself in a hole uh, just watching like 30 of them, 40 of them in a row because uh, the guy's just that great. Um, great dude, great family man, and a uh, hell of a person. Looking forward to seeing him in, uh, in SHOT Show uh, this week. Uh, appreciate you guys listening to the Ross Patterson Revolution. Um, Jables will be back. Uh, it's at some point, at some point I'll be out of town for a little bit, but, uh, you can now find our shows, all the audio and video on iTunes. They're on two separate feeds. Um, all the video shows are on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes now. And, uh, and the audio show is, is still gang banging. It's, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Appreciate you, you tuning in kids. Uh, my name's Ross Patterson. This is the revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.